0: there and welcome to the simply living for him podcast I'm Karen debuse from simply living for him thank you for joining me for another episode of the simply living for him podcast On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on my little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have an episode which I think many of us will benefit from. We're going to talk about keeping connected with others. We are not meant to live alone. And how can we stay connected with others in this time of a pandemic? And, um, you know, we really want to focus on uh, reaching out to others, to serve others, and also to stay connected for our own well-being. We're going to talk about a lot of simple ways of doing that. You know, it's funny. I wrote a blog post this week about how we are not meant to live alone. And that turned into a really great discussion in my Simply Living for Him online women's community. And in that community, when we were having this discussion, I said, you know what, I want to do a video on this because a lot of the women were talking about how hospitality is difficult for them when it's not a pandemic and it's even more difficult now. So I said, you know, I'm going to do a video on this. I have so much to say. And then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do a podcast on this whole topic. So I hope that you will be encouraged today as we talk about that. Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital, as well as their online classes. We have used Apologia most of our entire homeschooling journey, which is 15 years now. We have never been disappointed, so I highly, highly recommend Apologia. Visit Apologia.com where you can also find a variety of resources, free downloads, and all kinds of things to help you in your homeschool journey. So let me just tell you a little bit about what's been going on here. Um, We have been, well, today, I'll be honest with you, (laughs) we have been going through some stuff. Today is the day that I've been not looking forward to for the past two months. Today's the day I sent my baby girl back to college. She's been home since Thanksgiving break, which was way back when. And uh, she's been home this whole time. And it's been... Just a wonderful, wonderful time. And, you know, as a mom, it's really hard to let them go each time. But it's definitely a peaceful feeling knowing that as sad as I am for myself, I am filled with joy because she's truly following God in her new life out at college. And um, I couldn't be happier for all the wonderful things he's doing in her life. So we did that today. We got very little homeschooling done because, You know, we all had to say goodbye to sister and I had to, you know, try to keep it together. Um, And so it's just one of those hard days. If you're a mom out there who has sent a kid to college, you realize that it never gets easier. You send them that first semester and then they come home. And every time they go back, it gets just as hard. But there is joy in knowing that she is really following the Lord. He's doing great things in her life. And she's building her life apart from us as she should, right? That's what we do as parents. We raise them to be adults. We don't raise them to stay with us forever. So that's been going on. I also, you know, I told you I wrote this blog post this week about how we weren't meant to be alone. And it really stemmed, you know, um, from this idea of just thinking about the pandemic has really isolated many of us. And there was one day, um, my little farmer boy, you know, I I post about him a lot, talk about him a lot. Um, My 12-year-old, he has ducks and goats and chickens here on the farm, and that's his thing. Um, And he and his brothers last week, and actually my husband, who helped. They dug out, you know, we have like a stream on our property, and some places it's big, some places it's small. And they went and they kind of dug out part of the stream to make it bigger, And then dammed off a part of it so that the ducks would have a good swimming place. Because I don't know if you have ducks out there. Any of my fellow duck owners can relate. But you try to give your ducks swimming water. Uh, You put it in like, you know, we have a big container for them to swim in. But that gets pretty dirty. (laughs) It's no fun changing the ducks water every day. So they were looking for, you know, a way to have them go swim more naturally in um. A stream or a pond over here on the property so they dammed off this part of the stream and uh, they made a great place for the ducks they can go down um, down there and swim and so we've been sitting over there and watching them in the afternoons Um, a little farmer boy he'll get the ducks he'll bring them down there he put a chair there for me so I can sit and with him and watch and it's just been a great way to find a little peace in a very noisy time right now and so I was sitting there and I'm just watching and I I crack up because our ducks their names are peaches and puddles they are the cutest things they stick together like glue and they do everything together and if you mess with one the other one goes crazy like if you pick one up and take it away the other one goes crazy and you know it's just such a Beautiful picture watching them literally do everything like in sync, the way they swim, the way they waddle around. It's just so cute. But there's a lesson for us there, right? From these little ducks. We're not meant to be alone. I had written in my blog post this week how most nights you can find me after, you know, the dishes are done and everybody's sort of settled in for the night. I go upstairs for a little bit of quiet time. And that generally means for me cuddling up on my bed with all my books around me, my planners, my notebooks, my Bibles. Usually I have Little House on the Prairie going in the background. Um, And I love to kind of, oh, I just love it at night to kind of like get up there and just shut my door and be alone. And believe me, it's not that I don't want to be with my people. I adore my family. In fact, I adore them now more than ever, which is why it was so hard to send baby girl back to college. Um, you know, I know when they were really little, I probably would go upstairs to my room more to escape them. <laughs> but nowadays, I go up there really just because I need that kind of time um, to recharge. I'm definitely an introvert through and through. And so I, I definitely recharge um, alone, and I need that time alone. And like I said, it's not that I, I don't enjoy being with my people, but we're together all day long. And at night, it just it gives me such a recharge to kind of just like be alone with my thoughts, and um, you know, look at my Bible, and look at my books, and doodle in my notes, and write in my planner, and watch a little little House on the Prairie, all that fun stuff. And so. It's very easy for me, though, I can see that I can not just use that time to recharge, which is good. You know, that is like that recharging time. It can go a little too far sometimes and isolate. I could easily get stuck there, right? So rather than using it as a recharging time, I could get stuck there and isolate. And especially during this time where we're home a lot more than we normally would be, many of us at least, um, would, you know, end up just being alone and isolating. And what happens is I feel like there's a difference between recharging and isolating. So you can be recharging like me, where it's, you know, a much needed little uh, boost that you need, or it can be a time of withdrawing. And often when we withdraw and we isolate, our thoughts get very inward, you know, when we're not with people, who else is there to focus on ourselves. And so especially during this pandemic, which has kind of forcefully, forcefully, I don't want to say forcefully, um, like forced us, though, to be somewhat isolated more than usual, you know, it can, in, 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 in effect, make us very inward focused. Like I said, if you're not with people, you're not going to focus on people. And if you're only with yourself, you're going to focus on yourself. And then sometimes you can kind of be too alone with your thoughts to maybe, you know, start worrying or fretting or just thinking negatively or like I said just becoming very inward focused. And it's very easy to do nowadays, you know. And the other thing I've noticed is because of most people now finding their social, I say that in quotes, time online, um we're finding a lot a lot of negativity online. And I have I've have tons of um things to say about this. I've talked about it a little bit. I started up my daily devotional videos again for 2021. They're on my YouTube channel or you can go to my website simplylivingforhim.com. I recently gave the face the face. The website a facelift. You can go check it out and when you go to the website, you'll automatically see the devotionals right there. Um But I've been talking about this a lot on there about the negativity and, and, you know, being um, very divided these days over various different issues. And what I feel like is happening is social media is our way of socializing. But since it's not in real life, it's not really socializing. It's spewing your opinions, you know, saying things you want to say and then there's no consequences for them because you're not really face-to-face, eye-to-eye, you know, um, flesh-to-flesh in real life. And so we get a lot of people saying whatever they want to say and not filtering it too much and then we get a lot of people reading that on the other end and they become you know, upset, and they get all riled up. And it's just craziness out there lately. And that is not socializing, right? That is just a place to kind of vent. And it's just bringing about so much more division, I feel like, than um, we would have if social media didn't exist. Like if we were going through a pandemic without social media, I think it would look very different. I don't think we would have so many people divided on this issue of this illness. And if we were going through a rather um, heated election cycle, you know, and a rather heated time in politics, I don't believe it would be nearly as volatile if we didn't have social media. But like I said, social media is not socializing. We need to get back to socializing. We were not meant to be alone in our homes behind a screen reading what thousands of people feel on various topics. We were not meant to just say what we feel out there without having, you know, a conversation, real life, listening to people. Um, And it's just causing so much problem. I see it every day and it breaks my heart. So we were not meant to live outside of relationships. We are meant for community. We are meant for, you know, uh, real life connection. I talked about in this blog post that I wrote how, you know, Jesus, we often see him in the Bible going off to be alone. He goes off to a place of solitude. But it was very purposeful solitude. And it was, there was reasons behind it. Often it was for prayer or for preparation of something big that was going to happen. It was a time of that recharging. It wasn't escaping and isolating and a time of inward focus. It was a time that was needed for a purpose, whether it was for prayer or preparation. And he never stayed in isolation, you always see him then go back out into the community to serve and to fulfill his purposes that God had for him. So we are not meant to live this life alone. So many people have written me recently that they feel alone. They feel like, um, you know, they're just not um, connecting with people And partially, it's because, you know, many of us, number one, maybe aren't able to do our normal activities pre-pandemic that we were able to do. Number two, many of us maybe have been sick ourselves or know people who are sick or have had health problems and, you know, are not venturing out as often. So there's many reasons. And this is in no way, if you're listening out there, I don't want this to turn into Anyone writing me and saying, well, you know, this is wrong and that's, um, this is not about what's open and what's closed and what's wrong and what's right. This is just stating the facts that right now, for many, many different reasons, people are not able to be together as much. And many of us are turning to this online connection, which isn't connection. Now, funny thing is, during this pandemic, when I was not able to get out in real life and do speaking events, and I wanted to hold events for Simply Living for Him and women's events and all of that, I started an online community, but I promise you our community is the next best thing to be in together in real life. It is not like Facebook, and it is not like Instagram. You are not over there just, you know, saying whatever you want without repercussions. It's a discussion. It's women coming together and really discussing. And we started this in April. We have almost 1,200 women. We have never had an internet argument or drama or negativity, which is truly a testimony to these women being so God-honoring. But that's not what it is out there on Facebook and and the internet, right? Because you get a whole bunch of people from all different walks of life for all different purposes and reasons, and it just becomes so noisy and so chaotic. So I'm grateful for our online community that even though it's online, we're able to um, keep it you know, really encouraging. And uh, many women have told me in that group that they haven't been able to do their normal activities. And so we've been able to have that group to do Bible studies together, to do various um, things in the Bible together every month to have discussions to pray for each other. We had a couple of zoom calls where we can actually talk and have, you know, some better connection I mean it's definitely not real life but it's something we get to um, do as we were created to do and live in community and in good godly relationships so I talked about this this week and some women had brought up to me you know that Hospitality is actually hard for them. I had given on the on the website uh, on my blog post. I had given a few um, practical ideas to kind of simplify, you know, hospitality or to kind of make it simple to get together with people. In, you know, during this time, and you know, I'm going to list some of them uh, practical and simple ways to connect with others during this time. Number one, call a friend, not a text, not an email. Hear their voice and listen well. Now, I'm with you out there. I don't like phone calls. And you know what, it's really sad because I think back to pre like social media world and pre cell phone world. And I actually used to remember, talk to my phone, my friends for hours on the phone a day. Um, I talk to very few people on the phone these days And I want to change that. I actually said to a friend last night, you know, she was like, oh, about getting together. And, you know, we've been right now where I live. It's like I I know less people who are not sick than who are sick. Like there's just everywhere right now people are sick. And so we were talking about, you know, getting together. And I said, at the very least, can we just like call each other? This is a friend that I text with like definitely every week, sometimes every day, multiple times a day and it was almost like so weird because we never talk on the phone I was like what what are why don't we just call each other <laughs> because we all know that in texting you lose the um real life connection you lose tone you lose uh hearing someone exactly what their you know inflection is in their voice and what they really mean um but even better with technology these these days we have things like FaceTime and Skype and Zoom and all that so we can actually see a person even if not in real life so definitely get out of your comfort zone if you tend to isolate and withdraw and you tend to um you know, stay a little inward focused. step out of your comfort zone and just call a friend. Just call a friend and you don't even have to call them with the intention of telling them all about your week. Call them just to listen because right now people really want to be heard and your time will come when someone will listen to you. But just go with the intention of, I just, I want to reach out to somebody and I want them to feel heard and I want to have a human connection of a voice, um, if you feel like that you are starting to withdraw go against that urge like if you've been alone too uh, alone too long you'll find it nece- you'll have to find it a necessity connect again i know for me when i get into this pattern of kind of oh, i like being alone i don't want to be with people right that's first of all that's satan he wants us to feel that way god wants us to be in relationships with other people but i often find that when I'm about to have that phone call or maybe I'm going to meet someone for coffee or, you know, maybe someone's going to come over. At the very last minute, I always get the urge to uh, cancel. (laughs) Don't listen to that voice. Don't listen to it. I want to tell you a story. Several years ago in the summer, I decided that I was going to host women's prayer groups at my house. Now, here's another idea. You can do this. Number one, if you're comfortable enough doing this right now, By all means, do it. If this is not something that you're comfortable with or you cannot do this at this time, you can do this via Zoom. You can do this, um, you know, with technology. Or if you live in a place where you can be outside and you're more comfortable, meet outside. But anyway, I decided I was going to host a prayer group at my home every Wednesday at 2 o'clock for the summer. And, you know, we were going to sit on my porch and we were going to pray and i would put it out there for all ladies i didn't just like you know okay wait i'm going to be honest in the beginning i will be honest with you when i th- was going to do this i thought like my usual friends my little core group would be the ones to show up they'd bring their kids the kids would hang out we'd have our coffee we'd pray and then we would chat i really thought that and boy did god have something else in store for me he just kept telling me put it on Facebook, just throw it out there. Don't just invite your usual friends. Don't just like send a text to your your usual people. Put it out there on Facebook and see who God brings. And so I would, I would put it out there every day on Facebook, uh, you know, prayer group at my house, Wednesday, two o'clock, all are welcome. I put this on my personal page. And I will tell you every Wednesday morning, I would wake up and be like, oh, maybe I'll cancel. I don't feel like it. I'll have to put like cookies out and I'll have to clean up the house and I'll have to make coffee and oh, the house is messy. I just don't feel like it. Every single time that happened and every single time I would be like, no, I am not listening to that voice. God told me, and not in words, God put it on my heart to do this and I'm going to do it. And so... Resist that urge and when you feel like you're going to cancel. And I'm saying that because it was one of the biggest blessings of my life that I did that. Because what happened was, the very first prayer time we had, remember how I thought it would be just like my core group of friends, we'd hang out, do some praying, and then have coffee? Yeah, really. That was so ridiculous of me to think that. What happened was, These women showed up at the first prayer group. I think it was four or six women showed up. All from completely different areas of my life. None of them knew each other. They were from like, you know, just completely different parts of my life. Some of them walking with the Lord a long time. Some of them not at all. But. You know what one of the women said to me? She said, I'd never been to a prayer group before, but I kept seeing you posted on Facebook. And it was like, I felt like I need to go to that. And the funny thing is, every time I posted on Facebook, I thought, am I being annoying? People are probably so annoyed that I keep posting this, but I really felt like I should keep posting it. And when she said that to me, she said, I wasn't going to come. I've never been to a prayer group. But it kept showing up on my Facebook, and I felt like that was for me. And she showed up. Isn't that amazing? And the funny thing is, these women that came from all different areas of my life that didn't know each other before, and were very different women, different ages, different stages of life, different walks with the Lord, walking with the Lord, some not. We sat down, and I said, let's you know, talk about prayer requests. Anybody have anything to pray about? Everybody in that room, as soon as one had something to pray about, somebody else who didn't know them would be like, oh, you know what, I know somebody that can help you with this. And then somebody else will bring up a prayer request and they'd be like, you know what, I went through that thing five years ago. Let me tell you how I can help you. It was amazing. They all connected. They didn't connect because Karen DeBuse invited them over for coffee and good cookies. They didn't connect because my house was in order. They didn't connect because I had a nice place to meet. They didn't connect because, um, you know, they were bringing their kids over to hang out. They connected over prayer. They connected because it was God's um, God at the center of it. And God truly did bring them there. And so after that first meeting, I thought, well, this isn't what I thought. This isn't going to be a, you know, social hour. We're going to pray this summer. And so every week week on Wednesday, I would do the same thing during the week. I'd post it on Facebook. I feel like I'm being annoying, but I'm going to keep doing it. And every Wednesday at 2, they would show up. There was one time where only one woman showed up. And it was so blatantly obvious when she showed up why no one else did, because she had some very personal things. And we were able to talk through it together and pray. I was able to pray for her. And God knew. And so every Wednesday, it became easier and easier for me to like, let go and not be like, okay, God, who's going to come today? Because, you know, I'll be honest with you, you feel like, is it going to be awkward? Are these, you know, people going to get what if only one comes? What if, you know, you feel like it's going to be a little, maybe it's going to be awkward. But I was able to let that go because I knew, oh, wait, this has nothing to do with me and everything to do with God. And it was so beautiful. I mean, there was even a time where no one showed up. And guess what I did? I sat on my porch and I prayed at two o'clock. I committed that at two o'clock every Wednesday. After that summer, and I saw how God brings people together from all different walks of life is when I created the Simply Living for Him women's retreats the following summer, I said, forget praying on my doorstep, I mean, on my porch every Wednesday. We're going to do something bigger and better. And I began the Simply Living for Him women's retreat, which was beyond amazing. Women from all different ages and stages and walks of life and different walks with the Lord would show up for these retreats. And because we were there for the common purpose of Jesus and just wanting to know him more, it didn't matter. Everybody had this common thread uniting them and they were beautiful weekends of fellowship. They changed my life those weekends and those women. And so we will be doing those again as soon as it's safe to do it, as soon as it's feasible to do it with everything going on. There's nothing I want more than to get back to those retreats or day events even where we just do it for the day, but really those retreats are so special. So we plan on doing those again. So all that to say, that story is, if you feel like right beforehand, I don't want to do this, it's hard, that's why you do it. Don't listen to Satan because having people over or getting together with others is something that is it's a you know when you're doing this for for god it's not about oh is my house neat enough who cares it's not about oh what you know dessert should i serve who cares it's about connection and about you know relating to people we like i said we need to live in community we need to not get so wrapped up in ourselves at home when you have people over think about it as serving them i did this topic on a podcast years ago the difference between hospitality and entertaining I'd love for you to go check that one out in the archives because I can't possibly say it all here now for, you know, time's uh, sake. But go look that one up, uh, Hospitality versus Entertaining. When we have people to our home, we need to get rid of the idea as women that it's because we're going to show off all our homemaking skills. And I say that because I used to do that in my early years of marriage, especially I didn't think about when I had people over as I was serving them, and I was providing hospitality. I was purely having people over for the sake of entertaining. And entertaining is about look what I can do. And hospitality is about look what no is about what can I do for you. I want people to come into my home and leave saying, wow, I felt the love of Jesus in that home. I don't want Women's come to my home and say, wow, Karen's got great furniture. Oh, Karen's got a great house. Oh, Karen. I don't. I would rather them never notice my house. And leave there noticing that that home was filled with the love of Jesus. I want them to see Jesus in my home. That they see him so much they don't even notice what kind of furniture I have. They don't even notice what kind of dessert I served. Now. I'm not saying it's not okay to, you know, have nice things. Of course, you want to be respectful and clean up your house. You don't want to have people come over and sit in your filth. But if you're having people over just for the fact of you're trying to maybe puff yourself up a little bit or, you know, uh, feel good and kind of show off a little bit, look at this Pinterest recipe I made and all that, that's doing it in the wrong heart. There's a beautiful, beautiful thing about opening up your door. And opening up your home and serving people because you want them to see the love of God in your home. You want to serve them. You want to get to know them and who they are. And there's a huge difference than having people over and making everything just so because it's a prideful thing. Entertainment is all about pride and, and hospitality is all about serving out of humility. So there's a whole episode on that. I'd love for you to look that up. But if you're out there and you're thinking, I want to connect with others. I want to invite people over. Many people wrote to me this week and said, I, I want to serve others. I want to have people over, but it's so stressful to me. It's stressful to have people in my home. I'm not good at hospitality. I want you to remember The world's view of hospitality is not the Bible's view of hospitality. So right there, you know, change your frame of thinking. It's not about you and what you can do. It's about what can I do for the people in my home? And quite frankly, I know when I go to people's houses, I am most comfortable and most at ease when it's not fancy, right? When you can just sit and not worry about like anything fancy and you just hang out. And so I'm not going to say too much more about that. Like I said, there's a whole nother episode on that. But because we are meant to live in community, we can often you know, have that hindrance that we're not inviting people over because our home isn't perfect enough. Or we don't invite people over because I can't cook. Or I don't invite people over because I don't want my house to get messy. Or I'm not going to invite people over because I'm just not good at hospitality. Hospitality has nothing to do with your home and everything to do with relationship. So don't let that be a hindrance to your connection. Now, I even suggested on my blog post this week that if you can't meet in person right now, I mean, obviously do a phone call, something like that, but if you can't have someone into your home or you can't go to their home and it's kind of maybe too cold to be outside, I have a great idea for you. My daughter used to do this in the spring when first quarantine hit. She'd do this with her friends, and I don't see why you couldn't do this now, If you're not comfortable getting together with somebody, go to the local Starbucks, whatever it is, your local coffee place, get some coffee, get some treats, and park your cars, roll down your windows, and you can have a conversation. I'm serious. It's another way. If, if You have to be creative. It's a way to be able to enjoy a cup of coffee with a friend, see them in real life, and stay a little bit safe. Now, many of you might be like, I don't care about, you know, I'm not worried about the virus. Then go out and be with your friends. So everybody has a different comfort level these days, and I'm not telling you to step out of your comfort level. If you're not comfortable being outside or, or out of your home with somebody, at the very least, call. Make a Zoom call, a FaceTime call, talk, even when you don't feel like it, especially when you don't feel like it. I always feel like right beforehand, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to have this call. I don't want to do this. And once I do it and I'm like stepped out of myself and my thoughts, it's so amazing. It's just a matter of taking that step and getting out of it. We don't want to be so self focused and so inward focused that we are not letting ourselves live as God intended us to live. He created Adam and Eve in the garden. He did not create Adam and leave him there to be alone. So we need people and even, yes, people beyond our our people in our house. I believe that we need connections. We need relationships. We need people in our lives of all different ages and stages of life, of all different walks of life, of all different walks with the Lord. Do you know why? So that you can help somebody maybe get closer to the Lord, or somebody can help you get closer to the Lord. So you can serve somebody and somebody can serve you. So you can show somebody the love of God. And so somebody can show you the love God, It's a beautiful back and forth give and take. We should have people in our lives of all different walks of all different uh, stages. We can mentor those and we can be mentored. And it's beautiful when we do that. That's why I've loved our Simply Living for Him retreats in the past women of all different walks of life. That's why I'm loving our Simply Living for Him women's community right now. Even though it's online, there are people there from all different walks of life and we are all growing together. You know, another way to get um, kind of out of your, uh, inward focus and to really kind of step out and connect with people is something as simple as, um, you know, since we don't want to be so focused on ourselves, which we will do by default is just thinking of creative ways to bless others during a difficult time, drop a note on someone's porch with a little treat basket, bake cookies for a friend, deliver them to their porch. Um. Visit outside with them, like I said, if, if you aren't comfortable going in. If you know somebody who's maybe struggling financially right now, put a gift card at their doorstep. Um, doing those things brings back that human connection again, right? Right somebody says, wow, they took enough time to think of me to come to my home and drop something on my porch that maybe they'll write you a note back. Maybe they'll pick up the phone and call you back. And it's the beginning of a beautiful connection. It's the beginning of living as God intended us to live with others in relationship. If you feel comfortable hosting something at your home, do it. If you feel comfortable hosting something maybe in your backyard, if the weather's permitting these days, do it. The possibilities are endless. And if you have ideas, share them with me because I would love to hear your ideas. I'll be talking about this um, more on my social media, on my blog, um, just ways that we can do this. Don't become so inward focused at this time. It's very easy right now to do that. I mean, a lot of things are closed, things that we, you know, would do with our homeschooling groups or things, you know, if your schools are closed, uh, if your workplace is closed, if your churches are closed, if these things, or even if they're not closed, they may not be having their quote unquote normal activities. Um, So I would encourage you, think out of the box, and when you start to feel like, eh, I could do without today. I could just do, like, you know, being on my computer all day and looking through Facebook and, you know, watching Hulu and reading my books and and all that stuff alone. I don't need other people. That's a red flag that you do. And I would even say, even if you are saying, well, I I like to be home and I like to be by myself and I'm reading my Bible all the time and, and God's enough. He's enough for me. He is. But I believe that he doesn't want you to be in this world without other connections. So we never want to lose our human connection with souls and we must have some element of real life in there and again uh, I want to remind you to go check out the episode I'm gonna link it in the show notes to uh, hospitality versus entertaining because that will take you down a whole nother path if you're having you know um, issues with having people over or you know you feel that you're um not good at, you know, hospitality, go check that one out. Um, or maybe you think, hey, I'm good at this. I always have the perfect napkins and the perfect table settings and I don't need any of that. I would encourage you to go look at it as or listen to it as well because, you know, that doesn't mean we have good hospitality just because we have a good place setting. So I'd love for you to check that one out. I just want to remind you all today that was the point of this podcast was to get out of your comfort zone. Don't let the situation going on in the world make us um, uh, not what's the word isolated. Don't let it make you isolated. A lot of people right now are dividing. And I uh, I said this on my Facebook page. Christians are not meant to divide but multiply. We are meant to make more disciples. And I see so much division right now. And people have said to me, oh, but we're supposed to divide from the evil. I'm not talking about from the evil. I'm talking about from your brethren. Don't let division get a stronghold. Don't let Satan start dividing us. We are meant to to grow and make disciples. We are meant to connect with other people. We are not meant to live this life alone. You may say, I'm perfectly happy being alone because everybody out there right now is so negative. Go be the positive person out there that might affect all the negativity in this world. I hope that encouraged you today. And if it did, would you let me know? Would you either shoot me an email, respond wherever you're seeing this podcast, comment on the blog post, um, or you can, like I said, you can email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com. I do have on the YouTube channel daily devotionals, video devotionals that are going up every single day for 2021. You can go check those out on my YouTube channel. I'd love for you to subscribe. You can also find them right there on the homepage at simplylivingforhim.com. I have a... Website um, the website has had a facelift, so go check it out and let me know what you think. I'm still working on it, but it's going to be a lot easier for you to navigate in the long run to find everything that Simply Living for Him has to offer. You can find my books on Amazon. The Simply Living for Him devotional. Uh, So many women have told me this year that they're using it in the new year, and it's really helping them spend time with the Lord. So you can go check that out on Amazon. My new book, The Simple Homeschool Journey building a family not just a transcript Um, that's also available on Amazon and I still have my uh, homeschooling e-courses the Bible based homeschooling e-course as well as the simply or simplify your homeschool e-course you can find all of these things like I said on my uh, webpage at simplylivingforhim.com and also I wanted to remind you the Simply Living For Him online women's community is a thriving group of over 1,200 women that are just looking to seek the Lord together. It is such an encouraging place. We're doing a, we do monthly Bible studies. I lead them. This month I am leading a Bible study called Sit At His Feet, which is all about Mary and Martha. We are in week one and the women have had such a amazing insight. What makes these Bible studies a little bit different um, than most Bible studies is it's really not just like me teaching the Bible study and the women are my students. We're all learning together. So what we do is we dig into the passages on our own. We, uh, I'm teaching the women how to hear from the Lord, how to study the Bible. And then we get together and we talk about what we're learning. And this all takes place in our online group. I also do a video every single week for the Bible study for a little bit more encouragement. All of the Bible studies that are in the community, I think we're on our fifth one now, are completely free. Uh, We will have another one when this one ends that will be a journey towards a cross as we approach Resurrection Day. We've done ones in the past about overcoming worry, simplifying your life. Um, We did one on Psalm 119. You can find all of that in the Simply Living for Him online women's community. It's completely free. We also do scripture writing and memorization challenges every month. We have prayer groups, just amazing fellowship. So head over to my website at simplylivingforhim.com for all the information. I hope that this encouraged you today. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.